Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? Man, does this smell good. Wolfing down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Lou. Hey, boys. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. All right, it is time for Wolf and Down Your Lunch. All of today's top sports stories in one place. Aaron Maloney is here as always. Aaron? So the Arizona Cardinals finally broke their eight-game losing streak at home as they beat the Saints last night 42-34, to marking the first time in the Cliff Kingsbury-Kyler Murray era the Arizona Cardinals have scored over 40 points. DeAndre Hopkins put on a show in his first game back from suspension. He had 10 catches for 103 yards. So did Hop feel like the offense was better with him out there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think reads are easier for Kyler. not saying that they're not with other players out there. But him and I have been playing together for a couple years now. So obviously we know each other very well. We had some mishaps today, but that's going to come with us not being able to practice on a short week and, and really for six weeks not be able to practice. So uh, him and I, we want to win, and we try to correct those things as we go. How did you guys think the Cards offense looked with D-Hop back? I mean, far from a finished product, I think that they would say that, but it looked like the Cardinals' offense. I mean, what I what I attribute this offense to to looking like is, is still what it did the first 12 weeks last year and the season before with D-Hop. Now, I get it hadn't looked that way in a year, so it was changing, but it, it looked like what I, what I expected it to look like at the start of the year. Yeah, you know, um, they still have almost, a long... Almost, I'll say, almost what yeah, I expected. Yeah, they still have a long, long way to go offensively. They do. And that's the encouraging part because they look better and they can get better still, much better than what we're seeing right now. Did it look like September and October of 2021? No. This offense did not look like that. When they were putting up 30 points a game? No, it did not. But it's a step in that direction with D-Hop back, and that's a good news. The other thing I would say, too, is at the start of the year, I expected it with Hollywood Brown, and that's that's my question. Is like what you did last night is good enough to survive in this league and to survive last night. We're going to have to see somebody else step up into that Hollywood Brown role, obviously, because he's not playing for a while. So D-Hop did have 10 catches for 103 yards last night in his first game back. Were you guys surprised? By his production in his first game back. No, it wasn't. When we talked about it yesterday. I thought it was it was crazy that the over-under on catches was five and a half because the Cardinals could have lost that game last night 32-7 to and he was still getting at least eight, nine, ten targets. So I would have been surprised if it was, like, honestly, Wolf, if they had won the game but, but they hadn't thrown to DeAndre Hopkins very much, I would have been a little like, okay, what, yeah. what are we doing here? Right. Yeah, no, I, I was not surprised. It's DeAndre Hopkins. And it wasn't like he was coming off some injury where he you know what, he's, he's got a bad knee. Or, you know, it, oh man, ow, my shoulder or my hip. You know, it, he was not coming off an injury. He was coming off a suspension, unfortunately. So you knew his legs were going to be fresh. And yeah, I didn't expect him to go out and struggle with production. It's DeAndre Hopkins, man. He's very clearly their meal ticket. And even if it's if they're a little more dependent on him than they should be when he's not out there, well, now he's out there, so lean into it and get the win. 
The Cardinals had to burn their final timeout of the first half while on the New Orleans Saints two-yard line as the play clock play clock was going to expire. Quarterback Kyler Murray came back to the sideline hot and the broadcast caught him yelling at head coach Cliff Kingsbury on his walk over. Cliff Kingsbury was asked about that after the game. I mean, that was just one of those things on the field. Um, we had a difference of opinion. He went on to say? Yeah, he, he said I didn't look good on TV um, acting that fiery. So he said, I don't know, this is a Gen Z thing. You're on TV, so calm down. Like, I like showing emotion. So. When you saw that last night, what did you think about? Uh, it, this probably isn't where my first thought should have gone, but it was, Wolf, that this is a national audience and this team's going to be scrutinized a lot. It already is, and it's going to be scrutinized even more in the coming weeks with Hard Knocks. I, I don't think I don't think there's any sort of issue between Kyler and Cliff because of that last night. I just I just don't believe that there is. But you know, you you are you're conveying that to the football world when yeah. you do it on that that stage. So when I was up in the broadcast booth, of, of course, and saw it. I was like, yeah, that's it, Kyler. Get fired up, man. I love this. This is great. Kyle. Whoa. Hey, listen, bud, you can't say that. You can't do that. Okay, that's exactly how I felt. Um, Yeah, get fired up, man. Tap into the rage tree. The intensity. It's beautiful. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing in regard to the game of football. The emotion you can tap into and use to your advantage. And it's great because it matters. It's important in your life. Man, you've got to be respectful all the time. Be respectful. My young crunk brothers. It's not good to be disrespectful in any way, shape, or form. Always respect your head coach. Always respect others around you, generally speaking. Be fired up all you want, but be respectful above all else. And Kyler is not a finished product. He's going to continue to grow, and I would say, Kyler, be respectful, because that's not good for anybody when you're not. Our Sanderson Ford poll question is up now at ArizonaSports.com, and it asks, what impressed you the most about the Cardinals' Thursday night football win over the Saints? DeAndre Hopkins' 2022 debut, the defense had two pick sixes, or Eno Benjamin's performance? Ooh, that's a tough one. I was, I liked all those. Um, what impressed you the most? Well, you know I want to say Eno, and you know I, I'm going to go with the defense, though. If you have two pick sixes in the same game, that's I expect what DeAndre Hopkins did, and to a certain extent, I kind of expect what Eno did, too. Two pick sixes in one game, plus an interception in your own end zone, too. Yeah, I'm, it's the defense. I would have to go defense as well. Um, I think defense won another game. Now, again, it, it doesn't come down to that. Where you're measuring who won, uh, you know, the offense won a game, the defense. You win as a team collectively. But if you want to get specific and get down into the weeds, man, you had a defense that went out there and scored directly 14 points in this game. And indirectly, because of that Antonio Hamilton pick in his own end zone, that saved possibly another three to seven points. That's a 17 to 21 point swing based on your defense and how your defense played. I don't think there's any doubt about it, man. The defense was the story of this game. So 44% say the defense. 
39% say Eno Benjamin's performance, and then 17% said DeAndre Hopkins' 2022 debut. And then quickly, guys, last night during the game, we found out the 49ers traded for Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey. What's your reaction to now having to play him three times this year? Funny, I'm on a text thread where one person's like, this is ridiculous that the 49ers would give up this much for a running back. And, and I get that, I guess, but I would have done it if I was the 49ers. The San, San Francisco is a much more dangerous team in my mind than they were 24 hours ago because you've got McCaffrey, you've got Debo Samuel, and you've got George Kittle on the field at the same time. That Ooh. is that is a dangerous... Did you say George Kittle? Yeah, I'd forgotten about him earlier. That's a dangerous <laughs> offense, and they already have a good defense. I hate it because they're in the division as the Cardinals, same division as the Cardinals, but I do like it if they really did step in and block the Rams from getting him. As the Amish would say, this sucks buttermilk that is three days old, standing in the glaring sun Ooh. for three days. Um, it stinks, too. Buttermilk. Have you ever? Oh, my goodness. You smell buttermilk? That's gone bad. Trust me on this one. Um, <laughs> start the vomit. Uh, okay, but I, you probably didn't need that driving What is buttermilk even used for? It's, it's all, Well, some people drink it. Like Straight buttermilk. buttermilk? Yeah. It's really thick. Sounds like it's good for you. And it's disgusting. <laughs> it's like you need a glass of water, not water, something carbonated after it. Yeah. Because it's the milk like sticks in your teeth. On that note, anybody that was wolfing down your lunch, that was an episode of bringing back up your lunch right there. Uh, thanks, Aaron. When we come back, it's so dirty. what does last night's win do for the Cardinals now going forward? We'll debate that next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Alert, alert, alert. Presented by 72 Soul. 51, 51, let's go. Let's go. Here we go. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, Cardinals are now three and four. Everybody else in the division is three and three. We'll see how this plays out this weekend. The Rams don't play this weekend. Um, San Francisco plays Kansas City, and Seattle plays the Chargers, Wolf. So there's a very real chance that two other teams in this division are three and four. Think about that, man. Wow. Okay. And um, you just got DeAndre Hopkins back. As, you just as, got D-Hub back. As messed up as the first six weeks of this season were. You are a half game out of first place, and you have DeAndre Hopkins back. Yes. That's where we are right now. And not only that, you've got one game under your belt with D-Hop back, a game that somehow, some way, you put it together enough where you won that game, and D-Hop was targeted 14 times, had 10 receptions for over 100 yards, and your quarterback for the first time this season had a quarterback rating over 100 uh, you know, okay, so what, was the offense great? No way, Basin audience. The offense has got a long way to go. There's no doubt about that. Yet at the same time, it's a step in the right direction. It's the first step in the right direction for the offense. 
Since what last year? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean I'm going that's a good point, Luke. When's the last time you felt like the offense? Not hey, is it a finished product? Hey, is the offense as good as advertised? Is it as good as the Chiefs? No. When's the last time you felt like the Cardinals' offense yeah. <laughs> had taken a step forward? It might have been like a year. The it was Dallas a game last game. year. Yeah, I don't know. Turn uh, <laughs> okay. Here's uh, here's Cliff after the game. Uh, first of all, on the simple fact they won a home game. Yeah, excited for the guys. No doubt. Um, definitely been, you know, something they've had to answer about for a long time, and especially um, to do it coming off a couple of losses and going into uh, a longer time off before the game. I think it, it came at a good time. I think there's something to that, Wolf. You know, I know on. You can look at it and say just cosmetically, as long as you win the games, who who cares where you win them? And to a certain extent, yes. I mean, they were ten and one on the road for a while there, but you lost on the road last week. So unless you're going to be basically perfect on the road, you have to start winning at home. And I do think there is something for the fan base that <laughs> turned out for that game last night in a big way on a national uh, national stage. You got to reward your fans that are showing up to these games with wins. You just yeah, have to. you know what's amazing about it too, because I heard. Uh, Bickley and Vinny Murata, ladies and gentlemen. Bickley and Murata, of course. I always call them Vinny. I mean, never Murata. What if the show was um, called Bickley and Vinny Murata? Yeah, right. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? But I actually heard them talk. The man in the middle, standing 6'11 from Arizona. Number 22, DeAndre. Eight. <laughs> you needed to punch it a little bit more, Vin. Oh, they played tonight, too, by the way. We're talking to K right in a little bit. We got Suns uh, um, Blazers tonight. Yeah, what was my point? Uh, uh, they were talking about something. Yeah, oh, Bick was talking about the fact that there was a standing ovation that Cardinal fans, the Red Sea, was actually giving mm. the team as they exited for the first half. I didn't see that. I totally missed it because I was going to get a cup of coffee, as you would imagine right now. Shocking. Right? I was out. <laughs> Boom. But I didn't know that. That's this, cool. This is what I, I would say. It is cool because the fan base, and I think this has kind of gotten lost in the shuffle of everybody just being so unhappy the last six weeks. They were given something to cheer for last last night, yeah. and they were all in. Like that, that was that to me was just it was indicative of how much this fan base has been ready. Give us anything to cheer for, and honestly, when your fans are this frustrated at your your team, we said this on Tuesday. You know, it, it's. It eventually leads to apathy if you never start winning, but anger is so much better than apathy because sure. anger is yep. a fan base that's ready to be excited if you start winning. You're right. You would I mean, much prefer that than to you know whenever oh, the team is just consistently five and eleven or now five and twelve every year, and the fans are just looking forward to basketball yes. season. It's not that case. This, this Cardinals fan base is both angry and happy last night. He was angry that day, my friend. Um, listen, it keeps the Arizona Cardinals relevant to this. This victory right here, um, you already said it. Hey, listen, there's a couple other teams that right now, at least Vegas is saying, are going to be three and four in the NFC West. Tough matchups playing <laughs> the AFC West once again. So it's it keeps them in the conversation right now. It, it keeps them relevant. You dropped this game last night and go to two and five. Man, it's really really tough because that's seven games, ladies and gentlemen. You've got 17 that you're going to play. That means you would have had 10 games left. What do you think they would have had to have won of those 10 games to actually get into the postseason? I'm thinking nine. It's got to be nine. Um, nine and eight is is 
is probably Not, you mean gonna, nine total. Yes, so you nine so total. they would have had to go seven and three down the stretch. Seven and three down the stretch. And is it impossible? No, we had Zoe in here yesterday. He's like, I you know I was on a team that that really got off to a bad start, and then we rattled off six in a row and got back into it. But the thing is, Wolf, they didn't look like a team that could string two drives Correct. together until last Correct. night. So were they really going to win seven out of the last ten? Or you know maybe especially with San Francisco getting Christian McCaffrey, you may have had to win eight of your last ten. Now this is it's managed. Now you're in a position where if you get better, you should be a playoff team. You know what I mean? Where if you're two and five, even if you improve, it might be too late. Yeah. Um, you know, again, I just want to see them play better. Just play better. Focus on that right now. That's where they're at. This is this is the baby step approach that I think the Cardinals have got to continue to make. Just play better. Um, you know, they have not played well. They just haven't. We all know it. We've had a front row seat, especially offensively. They have not played well. They need to play well as a team. And, you know, here they haven't played well, and they're a game out, or a half a game out right now in the NFC West. So, yes, it keeps them in the conversation, that victory. And I also think it quiets a lot of the noise that is out there. Let's play this game. What do you think they have to? They've got five games now before the actual bye week. You get the mini bye right now. You're three and four, so that'll take you through the first twelve games of the season. I know nobody wants to hear this, but I think if you're six and six through the first twelve games, you're still in it in yes. this division oh, this year. Yeah, there's no doubt. So you just if you you, you got to find a way to go three and two in the next five games, and those five games are Minnesota on the road. Tough. Minnesota is tough, but. Minnesota's tough because of their offense. Yeah. Um, well, so, whatever. Uh, Her cousins. <laughs> I wish that game was in primetime. I would just mark it down as a W for the Cardinals right now, but right. it's not. It's okay. 10 a.m. Thank you. Uh, then they host Seattle the following week. Oh, Seattle, you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They owe Seattle one. Then they're in L.A. to take on the Rams on November 13th. Sure, what's going to go on there? What kind of Rams team will show up for that on November 13th? Well, the Rams Especially at SoFi. The Rams are a weird team this year. Oh, man. Then you go to Mexico City for a game against Christian McCaffrey and the 49ers. <laughs> that's going to be a tough one. That's, that's going to be hard. And then uh, home for the Chargers November 27th. That's going to be tough. Yeah, no, that's, that's this, tough. We're, Chargers. We're, we're heading into the tough part of the schedule. Okay. Yeah, this is uh, the nightmare part of the schedule. Looms. It's coming up. Um, These next two games are big. Next two games. Give me the next two again. The next two are Minnesota Listen, and I'm Seattle. I'm focused on Minnesota. Yeah. Okay, Minnesota. Right. Actually, I'm not. I'm not focused on Minnesota right now. Based You're focused on, on a win? I'm, no, I'm, I'm focused on... Friday. <laughs> I'm focused on Friday. Oh, yeah, we got that. the fact, noon. hey, everybody, there's a weekend. There's a weekend, an open weekend of nothing but watching other games. It's a real weekend. You're not yeah, invested in. That's beautiful. Uh, I, I feel like I should play this again. This is Cliff after the game on the Cardinals Radio Network. How close was this to a must win, coach? I mean, for y'all, was. Wolf said I was getting fired. Happy 70th, by the way, Wolf. Oh. <laughs> Okay. I had to play that again for you. Yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate felt that. Like, I felt like that was necessary. It, it, I, I did not say that, Coach. I did not. And I, at first I was very offended until I heard him say the 70 thing. Then I realized, I think, you know, and he was probably saying that in jazz. I feel like, yeah. I mean, knowing... Because he's the, not being fired. The, he's uh, not. No, it's... it's, it's 
this is he, they just signed him to a we've been pretty consistent contract. on this show whether you think he should be fired or not he's not getting fired right <laughs> so at least not this year I, we were talking about it the other day like what did they they if they went three and 14 yeah. then there might be a conversation in the off season but uh, nothing's happening mid-season yeah it's just it's not going to and now yeah. they got the win anyway so well, it's not that is the voice of the nfl and naughty as we all know um, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go to break since we're late instead of playing more Isaiah Simmons clips. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, Wolf, got basketball tonight. K-Ray joining us. What does he expect to see from the Suns against the Blazers? It is uh, game day with K-Ray, and it's next on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Catch it in from the corner. Wolf and Luke brings the boom and catching bodies on his way to the rack. Sons game day with K Ray. I'm ready for whatever. I'm ready for whatever. Hey, a couple one and O teams meeting tonight in Portland. Suns taking on the Blazers. Joining us right now in the Arizona Sports Line as he does for pretty much every game day that's on a weekday. It's Kevin Ray of Valley Sports for Game Day with K Ray, episode two of this season. K, what's going on? Fellas, happy Friday to you. It is a happy Friday. The Suns turned everything around with that second half the other night. They got the Cardinals offense going a little bit. They got the defense. That's it's all we needed. Um, <laughs> there you go. What, what did you think of of just the, I don't know, if I, maybe not additional value, but it just it kind of gave some additional, just some extra juice to that win over Dallas because the Suns had to come back the way they did in the second half once they actually did it, of course. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I think we all – knew down deep inside that as much as you know the guys wanted to downplay the importance of the opener um, end of the day you know they're, they're human and as book kind of noted afterwards you know when when you get handed that kind of beat down you want a little retribution and they did uh, the best they could to try to you know minimize that chatter and, and just how much stock they put into it but look, it it felt good, and I'm sure it felt especially good because, you know, there for about 15, 20 minutes, it was, uh, you know, it felt like somebody hit pause from May and then hit play again the other night. And I'm sure the fellas kind of felt the same way. But, uh, yeah, I think a lot of things gained from, from a win like that. It's okay. Here it is. Game two of 82. <laughs> what are you looking for? What What are you interested in seeing tonight? Yeah, I think the the biggest thing is just you know the the, the little habits, Wolf. That that you know as a former professional athlete playing at a high level, it's it's the little habits, it's the details that you have to continue to connect the dots from one game to the next, you know, from one week to the next. And I think we'll continue to see that, you know, as I had noted in talking with you guys on Wednesday, um, you know, Monty's going to experiment with some rotations, and we, we I, I didn't think that I would see it in the fourth quarter. Uh, game one, but he did, and that's that's a credit to you know to Monty, kind of riding with his gut more so than like these are the rotations that you know that I've always got to stick with, and I think that speaks uh, I think that speaks volumes about his growth. 
Uh, it speaks volumes about the confidence that he has in this group of players. And just in talking to the few guys, I mean, they're, they're certainly appreciative of, of being rewarded with that kind of confidence. I think we'll continue you know, to see that, especially here in this first month, six weeks of the season. Talking to Kevin Ray of Bally Sports. It's game day with K. Ray Suns taking on the Blazers tonight in Portland. Some of those rotations, as it turns out, included Chris Paul not finishing the game the other night, and it was the right call, obviously. Chris Paul still didn't really look like Chris Paul to a lot of us, and I would assume Monty Williams is in that group as well, Kay. Uh, but the the ability of Monty Williams to say, I'm going to set a legend here because campaign's got a, a hotter hand tonight. Some of that is also Chris Paul's willingness to say, okay, I'm just going to do whatever's best for the team. Yeah. Completely, completely. And look, I mean, you know, Chris is no dummy. He, you know, he's been right there in the middle of, of what has transpired the last couple of seasons. And yeah, he re- recognizes it's game one of of 82 uh, of a regular season. You know, he he's hopeful, like the rest of us are, that it's game one of about 102 games. Um, so you, you have to factor that into the whole thought process as well. But it just speaks to his leadership. He's not going to get hung up in. And, you know, well, I didn't close out the, you know, I didn't close out the fourth quarter. And so now I'm going to be a disgruntled star. That's that's not who Chris is. Um, and this team is all about winning and doing it however and with whomever they can do it with. You know, when you talk about NBA royalty, where do you put Dame Lillard? Uh, I mean, he is he's certainly right up there, Wolf. Um, look, it's he, he has he has benefited from a great teammate in C.J. McCollum, who I never thought got the kind of um, you know deserving accolades that uh, that he needed for kind of riding shotgun, uh, being a a very unassuming Robin, if you will, to D. Lillard. But you know, in many respects, what I've really loved about you know Damian is much like what we love. About about book is he's had multiple times now for easy escapes or he could have really forced the issue you know a few times when things started to get kind of sideways up here but he's a super loyal guy he loves Portland loves the city loves the organization um, lo- loves the you know the fan base up here so he will always um, in in my mind you know be one of those guys and and uh, I will constantly revere because he did didn't take the the easy path yep. to success, and you know, obviously he's still looking for the payoff, and uh, we'll we'll see if it will ever come his way. All right, Kay, same question, different Dame. When you talk about NBA royalty, where do you put Damian Lee? Ooh, <laughs> that was good. well, it's it's different kind of royalty, but I know this. <laughs> he has quickly become a, a a fan favorite, and you know, I was over at shoot around today and had a chance to sit down with him for for a few minutes. Um, just a, I mean, incredibly nice human being, and and you know, it comes as no surprise because I've said it countless times. You guys know this. There there is a type of person beyond the player that did Monty and James one on this team and, and and I can see why they were so you know attracted to Damian Lee um, he, he's turning 30 today by the way it's his birthday uh, so maybe we've got even some more Damian Lee magic in store for the uh, the Portland Trailblazers but I think he's a great fit and I think it's only going to get better Kevin any news whatsoever any any tidbit whatsoever on Jay Crowder 
Uh, I got nothing, man. I got, <laughs> I, I got absolutely nothing. Uh, you know, was, I, I chatted with campaign today, and, and one of the things that I thought it was interesting, Cam talked about what he's wanting to bring this season is, you know, more grittiness and, and toughness off the bench. And he referenced, you know, 9-9, and that's what he said, you know, 9-9 because of what he brought. So, you know, the, the guys recognize what Jay brought, um, and they need, you know, they'll they'll have to, to pick that up. It's not one guy that's going to do it, but I love hearing the idea that, you know, collectively they recognize what he brought, and they've all got to grab a bucket and, and uh, do their part. Talking to Kevin Ray, okay, the other thing that stood out of that game the other night is when DeAndre Ayton was on the floor, the Suns were a lot more effective, and it was noticeable when he wasn't out there with foul trouble in the first half. It seems like, I know it's just one game, but with everything else kind of has happened and the way the rest of the team played, it seems like he may be more important to them than ever this year. Yeah, and look, um, and one of the things we're going to talk about tonight is the impact that Book and D.A. had on the game when they were on the floor together. I mean, they were a lethal combo. Their offensive rating was uh, was off the chart. And look, I it just, you know, D.A. is maturing as a basketball player as well. He's got, you know, an even stronger voice. He knows how important he is in anchoring that defense. And, you know, I, I think that he's finding spaces on the floor where he can make a greater impact book. You know, we saw a ton of point book the other night. Uh, and, and that's, you know, that's the benefit of these guys having played with one another uh, for so many games, you know, high-level games. And there's such a, a trust factor there. And I think D.A. is embracing that. And, yeah, you love seeing that in game one because it's a really encouraging sign as to what we'll see the rest of the season. Let me see. What's the weather like in Barbados? Hey, Kevin. He's he's washing cars in Portland. That's right. right That's right. Okay, thank you, man. Really appreciate your time, brother. You got it, boys. Have a great weekend. That's Kevin Ray joining us for game day with K Ray right there on the Arizona Sports Line. The Eagles just announced they are returning to the Footprint Center on March 1st, 2023 for the Hotel California 2023 tour. So the band, not the football team. Tickets go on sale next Friday at 10 a.m., but you can win a pair now by visiting the contest page on ArizonaSports.com. We come back. How much better did that offense look with DeAndre Hopkins back? And how much more comfortable did Kyler Murray look with DeAndre Hopkins? back. We'll get into that next. It's the Wolf and Luke show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Presented by 72 Soul. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Play of the game from last night on one of these TVs, Wolf. So um, I'm that much more thankful that they found a way to win because I really didn't feel like rewatching a loss. Yeah, today. yeah, no, I'm with you on that one right there. Um, you know what? I just saw Keontae Ingram. Ooh. Yeah, there's a lot of parts of this game we haven't even gotten to yet because so much stuff happens. Yeah, I know, man. I liked what I saw from Keontae Ingram. Now, again, rushing the ball, he got. Butkus, for the most part, okay? He had one carry for 11 yeah, yards. Yeah, stats but weren't, like, amazing. His stats yeah. were not amazing. He got stuffed so many times. But, man, there's a little something-something right there from Keontae Ingram that I like a lot. Well, I'll tell you what. I've been watching during one of these breaks, and I heard him say it last night, and I, I wasn't sure if he was joking around or what. But Marco Wilson said he used to do parkour 
growing up. Yeah. Which is the stuff where you run up walls. Yeah, right. And I'm watching a video somebody sent us, and I don't know for sure it's Marco Wilson because you don't really ever see his face. But um, supposedly this is a video he put out nine years ago where he is he's just like jumping over cars nine and, and doing backflips over like... What would Marco Wilson be like nine years ago? He, he had to be like what? Uh, 14? Uh, yeah, 13, 15? 14 maybe. I don't know. Old Somewhere enough to jump over cars, apparently. Okay, yeah. So, so you're telling me that part... He would have been 14. 14. Okay, thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> we like that. Thank you, Brandon. Accuracy. Uh, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm just watching... Yeah, just, I mean, okay, just doing backflips all over the place in his neighborhood. I don't know if this is him or Get not, Rick but it's to supposed tweet to be that him. out or something. Well, I don't know for sure if it's him, but oh. uh, we'll find that out. We'll, we'll, we'll vet it. But I think it is. I mean, it, it was. Yeah, I don't think. Okay, just ignore me, please. <laughs> I've been trying. Where are we? Where are we going in this beautiful? Uh, let's let's talk about this. Uh, you know, I want to talk about DeAndre Hopkins, but I I want to try and talk about it through the the lens of Kyler Murray and and DeAndre Hopkins even said in one of his answers that we played before that you know being out there he is able to help uh, Kyler Murray feel a little more comfortable here uh, here's D-Hop talking about his own performance I spent a lot of time in all season preparing for this moment obviously I knew what I was up against being out his games I gotta give thanks to everybody who had a hand in me coming out and being there to perform it takes a team trainers uh, rehab people uh, nutritionists so um I think today obviously was a success. Uh, the main goal is to win. So uh, for me, if I had 10, 10 catches and 10 yards, if I would have won a game, I, w- I would still be very ecstatic. Yeah, here he is talking about if the offense is better with him out there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think reads are easier for Kyler. not saying that they're not with other players out there, but him and I have been playing together for a couple of years now. So obviously we know each other very well. We had some mishaps today, but that's going to come with us not being able to practice on a short week and, and really for six weeks not be able to practice. So uh, him and I, we want to win, and we try to correct those things as we go. I did miss the DeAndre Hopkins postgame comments. Well, yeah. you think this? Uh, you think the radio is better with you on it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, I love that. He said that with <laughs> certitude, too, didn't he? Um, he's so right, though. He really is. You know what? He brought up the point right there at the end about them really not being able to practice together as well on the short week. Yeah. I, I, you know, that that is something that, once again, if, you, if you're looking for hope this morning, right? Well, actually, this, yeah, this afternoon now. If you're looking for hope. It's Friday. Let, We're losing Let me wolf. just say this right now. <laughs> let me just say that that's, that is kind of interesting right there. They really didn't even get a, a pads practice where you're going to go out there with some tempo to throw the ball on a short week. And yet, he had 14 targets and 10 receptions for 103 yards. And Kyler Murray suddenly had over a hundred uh, quarterback rating. So I look at this, and yeah, he definitely had an impact on this game. But I love D Hop because he brings so many intangibles to the field as well. His leadership, Luke. Nobody talks enough about. He's it. the one that got in there between Cliff and Kyler. He was the first one in there. Listen, do you think that happened by accident? No, he was. It did not. He shows up. Remember, I don't want to derail you too much, but remember last year when Josh Norman, it looked like he was getting into it with Cliff and they showed the still photos? Yeah. And DeAndre Hopkins just slid in, like, hey, what's going on? Yes. DeAndre Hopkins. That's exactly right. He just right. appears. Yes. No, I. 
the guy, um, listen, I don't think the way D-Hop does, and um, yet at the same time, um, there are so many things. I think if we were going to go in a direction anywhere, that we'd end up in the same place. We'd do it a different way, if that makes sense, <laughs> but I think we'd end up in the same place with our philosophy. I love D-Hop, because although he is different, there's no doubt about it. He's his own dude, through and through. Um the guy impacts others around him in a very, very positive way. The the swag that he has, the edge that he brings to the field, the the accountability he has for himself and holding himself accountable, and then being able to walk up on somebody else and doing the exact same thing. Uh, I, I think we're seeing it, a personality, a bit of that swag. And we were talking about the fact the Cardinals, that's what the offense has been missing. Yeah, little absolutely. Something, something. They they did not have. It's not the same. But you remember when the Suns just went through those dark years and they just didn't have anything, and they were almost just like a. They they became like teams come in, we'll get our win, and and we're just gonna get ready for the next loss. And then they got Kelly Oubre. Yes. And Kelly Oubre was not. He's not the basketball player that DeAndre Hopkins is as a football player. But he injected some life. Yes. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, we got. We actually have some swag on this team. Dolly boys. Yes, and that led to you know the the, the start of this era of Suns basketball. Basketball. DeAndre Hopkins brings that just by stepping on the field. His hype video, which we're all kind of laughing at yesterday in the sense of like, well, this guy's just putting out a hype video before he comes back. They kind of need that. They were they were lifeless on offense. Yes. And by the Seahawks game, Wolf, they looked like a team that was like, everybody expects us to fail on offense, and we're going to fail on offense. And the only reason that game was close is because the defense was like, screw that, we're winning. Yes. Um, you you get DeAndre Hopkins back, and it's, it's more than just the production. Here's Kyler Murray, not just the personality that he had, to this offense, which they needed, but on how uh, on how Hopkins opens up the offense for everybody. I mean, honestly, uh, there was a couple of times where he was one on one. I was surprised, you know, that that they did that. Um, not having Marshawn or um, the other DB was out, but and Roby got hurt. So um, for them to keep playing man, it was you know just take what they give you, and you got Hop one on one. I mean, that's 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 a matchup that I'll you know I'll take every time. So that's it right there. It, he Kyler looked like last night. He was taking what the defense gave him. Yeah, and. If you're going to cover DeAndre Hopkins one-on-one, you're giving him a lot. Yeah, that's one of the things right there, listening to Kyler say that. It's one of the reasons why he had 14 targets and one of the reasons why he had 10 receptions for over 100 yards. And I think that's the best way that you can grab the attention of many defensive coordinators that remain on the Cardinals' schedule right away. Remind him, oh, that's right. Yeah, okay, look, everybody, it's D-Hop. Been a long time since we've seen DeAndre Hopkins. And just remind everybody that Kyler and D-Hop definitely have a little something-something when it comes to the chemistry. And that's the best thing that could happen. The first game he plays and he makes a splash, makes an impact, statistically, where now all of a sudden you're go, you're gonna have to honor, you're gonna have to honor his ability and his goodness, and you're gonna have to adjust your secondary to somehow, some way, be able to cover DeAndre Hopkins, and that helps Kyler Murray with his reads. I've been talking about this well before D Hop ever came back. That helps Kyler with his reads, and suddenly starts spreading the ball. That's what we saw on the offense 
in 2021, in September and October, a Kyler Murray that was spreading the ball to a lot of different receivers, including D-Hop. So this is a great way to remind everybody that's still left out there, defensive coordinators, oh yeah, this is what you're going to get too if you don't pay attention to DeAndre Hopkins. I love that point. Here's one more from Hopkins on if he was surprised he saw single coverage. No. New Orleans is a great defense. Those guys get paid to, to play in the NFL. They should be able to guard anybody. And, uh, you know, some of those guys did a good job tonight. So, obviously, I'm not surprised. Um, I think I drew a lot of penalties, too, on those single coverages. He did. He, he drew That's, three penalties. I'm glad I'm glad D-Hop brought that I up totally because I wrote it down that. last night and forgot about it. He drew at least three, right? Three. Three, and they were critical, too. Two of them were critical. I think I drew a lot of penalties, too, on those single coverages. He's right. It's it's, it's a reminder. You know what? I, I used to say this all, about, all the time about Chan, Chandler Jones. How many, how many holding calls would he draw, right? Because he great players, that's what they do. They force the other guy to cheat in order to do their job. D-Hop did that last night. The other thing I'll say quickly about the offense, I just like that they they looked like they got out of their own way, if that makes sense. Like, they weren't making it overcomplicated last night. And maybe on the most basic level, just having DeAndre Hopkins back does that because he's open 90% of the time, so you don't have to get too cute out there. Yeah, one of the things I did like, too, on that is they got into a bunch formation at the end of the game, threw him the ball so he could get over 100 yards. I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> uh, coming up next, we're going to continue to react to the Cardinals' win over the Saints. we get uh, some Dave Burns reaction. It's uh, some Big Red Crosstalk. Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.